Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Movies with G Rose. Today, we have the grand finale for our 2022 horror bracket. Um, as usual, a couple of housekeeping items. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, you can also find this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, you know, all the audio platforms and vice versa. Um, I hope that you guys watched a couple of the movies that uh, we talked about that we'll be watching tonight. And if not, I hope you've seen at least one movie on our bracket. Wait, can I do a shout out? Yeah, go for it. Shout out to my mom and her boyfriend, Scott, for listening to our podcast. <laughs> Yes, I hope you out. guys are listening. <laughs> um, yeah, today we'll be talking about five movies, the last five on the bracket, and then we'll be closing out the bracket to determine a winner. Uh, we might do an intermission in the middle just because it's a little bit of a longer episode tonight. Um, I hope that you guys have <laughs> Steve said, oh, no, good luck. Um, I hope you guys have some stamina and need a night. Feel free to grab a drink, grab a snack, and tune in when you can. And uh, also, please like and subscribe. And without further ado, um, let's dive into it. We're actually going to start off today's podcast with a movie that we watched last Wait, night. Wait, we have to cheers first. Oh, you want to cheers? I do. Okay, sorry. I got a little ahead of myself. Cheers. cheers. October's oh. almost over. Happy Halloween. What are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, one of these wonderful hop butcher beers. I'm sure Steve is drinking something, uh, or Jimmy is drinking something similar. I'm drinking, you didn't ask, but I'll tell you. I'm drinking a dill pickle beer, and it's delicious. Okay, smile. Do you want me to go first? Nope, not smile. Um, last oh. night, we watched a movie in theaters called Pray for the Devil. <laughs> good start, um, good start. <laughs> um, it, it released yesterday. Um, I don't know who Mystic 7 is, but thank you for joining us. Um, yesterday, there was a, uh, a film dropped in theaters called Pray for the Devil. Um, and I was really excited for it. Yeah, I mean, you like possession I movies. I love possession movies. And all the previews looked okay. I mean, I never try to judge a movie by the preview. So I was really excited. I love how the letterbox logo looks, by the way. I know they can't see it, but I like it. But I was really excited for this movie because possession movies are great. And I thought with what we have in 2022 and what we've seen before, like, of course, this was going to be a really good movie. Um, but spoiler alert, it was not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I think just, you know, when I when I saw this movie, it, the trailers for it, I didn't have super high hopes for it. But I mean, we both kind of grew up on possession movies i think when we were in that high school to college you know those formative years yeah. i think possession movies and christian horror was pretty popping because i think it's the easiest to make and it's like scary you know what i'm saying does that make sense yeah and like even like paranormal activity is like kind of a possession movie so i think they're just kind of easy to do because you don't need a lot of cgi you just have to kind of act crazy right yeah um, but with that being said, let's talk about this specific horror movie. Um, entertainment value, I gave this a soft one out of ten. Oh my god, me too. I sorry, Tyler gave me the movies out of order, so my list is out of order. I gave it a one out of four, babe. One out of four, sorry. Um, yeah. One out of four for entertainment. Um, and you know, when we talk about these movies that are really bad, I feel like all of the categories kind of blend together. So it'll be kind of hard to segment our conversation on them. But like for entertainment yes. value, it's like 
you know, it just wasn't entertaining. I felt like I was falling asleep in this movie, and the only reason I didn't fall asleep was because I'm kind of a snorer, and I was scared I was going to start snoring in the theater. Like that's literally the only reason. Yeah, and it I was think so boring. Part of that is, and again, all the categories kind of blend, but part of that is, I think this movie was ruined in the editing room because the acting is pretty good, the story yeah. is pretty good. Mm. Um. It's okay. I mean, the idea of the story is pretty good. Like, the writing, like, it's not bad. You know what I mean? But when you watch this movie, you realize, number one, they cut every, like, 15 seconds. They're constantly cutting to different shots. Which I didn't notice. And it's interesting that I didn't. Because I feel like I do notice that a lot. And that didn't bother me, per se. Oh, my God. There was a scene where it was, like, her friend had to lure the librarian out of the room so that she could sneak into the back. And, oh, like, God, look you're at some right. Stuff. It did And in that lot. one scene where it's just, like, a dude walking up to the counter and luring someone out of the room, it probably cut, like, 20 times. Yeah, it was very, like, Coco Melon for adults. Like, just constant No, for real. And then on top of that... This movie, there are scenes of this movie that could have been scary and were ruined by a terrible soundtrack. Okay, and that's because I was so, like, dozing off in this movie that going on to the next one, I guess, kind of, it, like, would scare me because it was so loud. And I do not think that loud equals scary, but, like, it does. Because remember that one time my whole body convulsed? Because it's just jump scares. It was so loud. Yeah, this movie. But, like, what happened wasn't even scary. Yeah. It was just really loud, and it wasn't, I was not expecting it. (laughs) This movie definitely just relies on jump scares, and for, for scares and kills, I gave it a zero out of four. I gave it a one out of four, um... I gave it a one out of two accidentally. There's just nothing scary about this movie at all. No, okay. There's never a moment when I'm scared or tense or on the edge of my seat. And going into this, I was expecting like a James Wan movie where it's like the movie's going to be trash, but there's going to be some scary right. sequences. Right. right. Like we're, we're like there's a moment where you're in the theater and you remember like, oh, when you're in a theater and the lights are down low and it's really quiet, the movie could be trash, but like a scary sequence could still spook you. So I think that the scariest part for me, though, which again is just acting. It wasn't like CJ or anything was when she was doing the sponge bath. I thought that part was a little bit scary and it's way too early on to give it any type of credit. Yeah. But it's like every scene that's supposed to be spooky, they're playing some sort of like. Yeah. It's like very like Indiana Jones. They can never like, and it's like, I kept thinking while I was watching this movie, like, wow, if I just plugged my ears and it was just silent, I wonder how much better this movie would be right now. And it probably would be because I think pop-ups are way scarier when there's no sound. Yeah, it was just weird. Like, uh, yeah. I really, truly cannot remember a single, like, actually scary moment in this movie. Because there aren't any. It's a zero. So writing and acting, I gave oh, yeah. a one out of two because the acting is fine. And the story itself is, like, kind of interesting. I think the idea of looking at exorcisms through the lens of modern day and like trying to explain why like these people aren't just in a mental institution and getting like proper mental health treatment Mm -hmm. and like trying to justify that while like showing the story through the eyes of like a girl boss is an interesting idea jimmy commented the top review from letterboxd is the girl bossification of exorcisms and like that's true like she really was like i'm a nun but i'm gonna wear my hair down and i'm gonna do it yeah because women aren't and... allowed to do exorcisms no it's like kind of the plot and so it's i don't know it was okay it was truly no it wasn't i guess i think i gave it sorry i no. gave it a zero out of two for production and writing oh okay i said that i probably could have written this but movie. the acting I don't think the acting You don't think it was anything special? Me. No. I think I would have given it a half point because the sets were incredible. Every single location they were at was so good. Mm. I thought like everything looked great. 
it's like takes place in like a school of exorcism in Boston. Yeah, like the setting is. We should have looked that. I don't know, but like the setting of it and the story of it and like the ideas that they portray in it are kind of interesting because they're so like weird. It's just a weird premise for a movie for like to to address like because typically these movies take place in like you know even the early two thousands or the early nineteen hundreds where it's like you can kind of like suspend your disbelief but this is trying to be a modern version of that mm-hmm. um so that's why i'd give it the one out of two um total out of 10 i give this movie a two out of 10 me too i give it a two out of 10 well there you go because i also want to say i called the twist as soon as like they kind of announced the second part like they didn't even announce the twist and i called it and i leaned, leaned over you and did I get the twist i think you. i was just so bored i kept <laughs> this whole movie i was just spacing out and I, I kept yeah. remembering I was in a movie theater. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so bored. So I, I'm i going to attribute that to not seeing the twist coming. Um, let's take a quick moment to catch up on chat. Um, Jimmy said, I'm drinking a hot butcher as well, courtesy of the G-Rose delivery. I'm glad to hear it. Steve said, I heard a commercial for it and thought it was an IRL exorcism ad. That's interesting. Maybe they had some good marketing. Um, Jimmy said, Lord have mercy on us. We're about to take a Malort shot. Uh, um, Let us know how that went. I've never had Malort. Um, Mystic7 said, I want a drink of – I want to drink a Lort Lort of of Malort. Pretty funny. Um, Steve said, cool shirt, Gustin. Thank you. It is a letterboxed shirt, as you can see from the logo here in the top left. Um, Jimmy said, it should have accepted Jesus into your heart. You would have loved this movie. Damn, You're probably, true. yeah, they, they kind of had like a, at first I thought it was going to go the anti-abortion religious. route, but then it went the anti-adoption route, but then it wasn't anti-adoption. So that was fun. No. Um, Spoilers. R.I.P. Queen Elizabeth, you would have loved Pray for the Devil. Yeah, sure. Steve said Malort is trash, and Sam said Malort is a Chicago staple. So which one is it, guys? Come on. Um, It can be trash and a staple, I feel. Well, that was Pray for the Devil, a disappointing film. Such a letdown. I was so excited going into, like, Halloween, watching Scary Possessed Tyler knew it was going to be trash. I thought it was going to be good, so whatever. Um, well, the next movie is one that a lot of you are probably a little bit more interested in. This is a film that I know Lonnie has been waiting for me to talk about for quite some time. Did he see it? Um, he did see the movie. He liked it quite a bit. I know a lot of people who kind of liked this movie. Um, the marketing was insane for it. Yeah. This is a movie called Smile. Um, Smile also came out this year, came out probably what, a couple weeks ago or something. Yeah. We saw it opening weekend. Um, I had pretty low expectations because it looked very generic. Suck. I thought it was going to be like Countdown. Remember Countdown? Countdown was terrible. But it was fun, um, terrible. Truth or Dare was also like some, like people. There's a movie called Truth or Dare where like. the wedding one? I don't remember, but the people that were cursed had wacky smiles. And so like everybody compared this to oh, that movie. The, what's Hide and Seek? Um, That's what I'm thinking of. Listen though. And you know, if you've seen It Follows, it's kind of a similar no, premise. No, I don't like the connection to It Follows. I get the It Follows thing. I understand how like people. Just that like anyone could be could, infected, right? right? Yeah. It's a loose connection. I'll give you that. Because thematically, they're not connected. No. And even... And yeah. I was pleasantly surprised with this movie. Um, This movie didn't really have anybody I knew in it. But this girl, I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's Sosie. She carried the movie. She's so good. I don't yeah. know why I haven't seen anything else. I think she was great. Yeah, the, she carried the movie for sure. Uh, Sosie Bacon. Um, She's so cute. She was great in it. She's most of the movie. 
Um, yeah, she most is of it is just movie. following her, and she she does a very very good job selling yeah. this. Um, Steve said, "Smile looks trash, but I hear great things from everyone." My That's opinion because, of this movie is oh. middling. It's just okay. Do you know why everybody loves this movie? Because the ending is very good. I've said this before in the podcast. Yes. People that listen to this podcast will remember that. When a normie goes to see a movie, the, me, what they me. they rate the movie based on the ending. And the ending of this movie is fantastic. It's yeah. like they put their whole, you know, into the ending of this movie. And it yeah. was so – I'm censoring myself because my mom – I know my mom listens now. <laughs> so, oh, my God. You can't do that. <laughs> sorry, mom. But it's like they put everything that they had into the last 15 minutes of this movie, and it makes it so good. And I'm a normie, I guess. It's okay. Because – I loved the ending of this movie. Everything else, like I gave Smile it a two out of four for entertainment because I think that there were really great moments like the ending, but it was very long, right? It's like two hours, wasn't it? Or am I wrong? Um, I think this was movie was 115, so just under two, yeah. And it did not need to be. They could have cut 25 minutes of this movie to yeah. bring it down to 90 mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. And it would have been just as good. I gave it a three out of four for entertainment. I thought it was I thought it was a fairly entertaining I, movie. Nah, because a lot of the scares in like the first half are just cheesy. Like the uh, well, here, one we here's do. what I'll say. This movie has good generic horror design and sound design. You're right. And it those is what that, I wanted to see in a horror movie. Yeah, and like though like when you compare generic horror movies, like you compare this to Pray for the Devil, mm-hmm. and both are very generic by the book stories. Mm-hmm. But this movie has like like the style of the shots are interesting. The horror design yeah, is interesting. It's filmed like the an sound A24. design is good. Like it's a competently made movie, whereas yeah. Pray for the Devil is just like just flat Netflix filming, terrible soundtrack. Like it's interesting how you can elevate a horror movie by just like kind of giving a shit about the spooky yeah. parts. Scare slash kills, I gave a two out of four. I also gave it two out of four because I said most of them were funny and a lot of the scary stuff is the trailer. Like they show most of the jump scares and scary things in the trailer and I hate when movies I do, do hate that. that. I will say that this movie does jump scares a bit better than other ones yeah, do. Yeah, because I think that you still know it's coming but it's not as intense. It doesn't hit you as hard just loudly. It hits you because it's like, oh, that actually is kind of fucking scary. And, and yeah, and, and yeah, like in Pray for the Devil, it would literally be like, just, just like, it would literally be abusive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, there's there's no reason for there to be a jump scare and they crank the volume to 11. Whereas in this movie, it's like it's by the book jump scares where it feels kind of justifiable, mm-hmm. you know, and then and I think part of that is they earn your respect with the actual spooky parts because the ending was so scary. The ending is fine. I know no, you liked it Tyler's a bit more than lying. me. It, the imagery in the ending was so scary. The imagery was, was comparable sure. to like what was that movie? The one men. It was kind of like men. I felt. Yeah, sure. And Where I in the end it gets into like kind of body horror. Scary. I hate body horror. I think that is the scariest shit ever. And yeah. So, yeah. And I will say the one thing about this movie that looked really, really cheesy was the smiling aspect of it. And I will say that oh, I in loved it. in the movie. It's pulled off really well. Yeah. Like every single time there's a person in the movie that is doing the creepy smile, it's actually pretty creepy. Yeah. Whereas in in theory, that's a really cheesy, stupid idea. Yeah. But f- I don't know if it's the actors they got or I don't know what it is, but they pulled it off. Like I think they pulled it off super well. And yeah, I agree with you. I forgot, though, there's like an entire plot line with like the sister and that shit's just stupid. Do well, so, yeah, getting into writing and acting, it's like generic one out of two it really is dumb and of course it's like this is happening everybody's like no it's not 
Like, yeah, it's, I hate it's that. stereotypical. It's a little dragged out. And there's like a weird plot line about mental health that I can't quite yes. put my finger on. Because where... like, if I went up to you or like any of my friends and I was like, hey, I'm seeing people who are like smiling at me and it's really freaking me out. I would like not think any of you or like my friends would be like, you're fucking dumb and you need to go to a mental hospital. And I'm yeah, like, I mean, like, what are you talking about? I, I think that, you know, the plot of the movie, I guess, is, you know. Mental health is scary. It's weird because it's almost like the movie's trying to like promote reaching out to your friends for help, but then like but every then the friend that you reach help. out, yeah, they don't help. <laughs> and then I can't really say anything about the no, movie without spoil. spoiling the ending. Yeah. But the ending puts like an, a weird twist. I don't know. It's yeah. I know I shouldn't dive too hard into the themes I mean, of a true. horror movie. You should not. But but this is a movie that's trying to tell a message about mental health. Like she's a psychiatrist. Her her fir- the first victim is a mentally ill person. Like the whole movie is centered around mental health. It it's is. like the main plot of the movie. So, you know, you'll have to forgive me for trying to understand what they're trying to say. You're like shaking the whole table. Oh, sorry, my bad. I'm probably shaking the camera too. So excited. Um so total score for me 6 out of 10. I give it a bracket. 5 out of 10. It's whatever, you know? Yeah. I, I don't it's, understand it's the hype, the but it's... I, It got really hype. I think because, like, their marketing was really good. Remember I even got, like, a weird text? Yeah. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, they did a bunch of weird rogue stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, to catch up on chat, Jimmy said, um, I would send my friends straight to a mental hospital if they told me people were smiling at them because all my friends ugly. So that just... Okay, well, I guess that Jimmy just proved me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, that kind of says it all, huh? Definitely, Judge. Um, the sequel, Frown, is supposed to be even scarier. That's from Mystic 7. That's a really good point. Well, uh, with that being said, we are going to go over to our bracket. And before I actually do that, I'm going to throw it over to the, uh, to the chat. Um, and I'm going to ask you guys... I also, one point for Pray for the Devil for being spelled like P-R-E-Y for the Devil. I think that's a very fun play on words. So, um, I'm going to throw a poll in the chat. Uh, which one you guys think is better, Pray for the Devil or Smile? I know a lot of you probably haven't seen both of these movies, um, but, you know. Who cares? Why not? Might We're just well. goofing around. We're just nubu goofing. Doesn't matter. Um, I'm moving my microphone a lot today, too. Sorry. That's fine. Try to put it ish back. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's up to me, I'm going to say smile is the winner. I would also say smile is the winner because pray for the devil sucked. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, for me, it's going to be smile. I don't know if anyone in the chat is going to be able to vote. We have zero votes at the moment. I don't think anyone in the chat has seen both of these movies is the problem. Maybe when we get later in the bracket, we'll get a couple more, a uh, couple more votes. All right, next up on our bracket, we have a movie that came out in the early 2000s. 2007. It's based on a Stephen King book, a short a short novella, I think is what they call them, mm. when it's like a short story. I didn't know. Um it's called The Mist. Now, this movie is barely a horror movie. It's more of a thriller. But Um, there are moments that are very scary, very horror. Listen, I went into this movie not knowing anything about this movie, and I had a great time. I really liked this movie. For both of us, it was our first watch. Yeah. And it Um, was long. 
Yeah, it is. It's which it's, is usually um, a no-no for me, but I think this one did it okay. Now, by all accounts, this movie is kind of a stereotypical, uh, you know, post-apocalypse. What happens when you shove a bunch of people into a room and you lock them in there for a few days? But sped right? up times like twelve. Um, but, um, I would say if I were to recommend one of these movies to someone, um, this would be my go-to from now on. I would on. also recommend this movie. If someone asked me like, what's a good post-apocalyptic, you know, character driven story, mm-hmm. I would say the mist. And yeah. maybe it's cause I'm a sucker for Stephen King, but I do love that. Man. This was a well-acted, well-written, well-paced yeah. movie. It's long as hell, but I was never bored. It was. I, okay. I literally said that. So I'm going to give entertainment a three out of four Same. because I was so pleasantly surprised with this movie. Um, it was one of those toward the end of the bracket thing. It's always kind of like, I guess we have to watch a movie, you know? Uh-huh. And so I was kind of low key, not excited to watch this because 126 minutes is a lot, but it was so fun. Um, it was long, but the pacing was okay. Everything had a payoff really. Yeah. Except the ending is kind of weird. I, the only that lost a point cause the ending yeah. is super weird and I don't love that. Are we, are we spoiling? I don't want to spoil. Um, so to build on what Natalie said, the ending is a little weird. It's a different ending from the book. And without spoiling anything, the book doesn't really end. The end of the book is that like not like we don't know what happens. Okay. Sure. We're, and when they adapted this book to the screen, the director said to Stephen King, I want to make this movie, but we need to give it an ending. And the ending they chose was very wacky. It was wacky and it was really upsetting. It was it didn't almost make a great. ton of sense. It was it was almost a great ending. This movie does this weird thing at the end where they do two twists back to back. So there's like a really crazy epic moment that happens at the end and it's like kind of a twist. It's not a twist, but it's like yeah, a crazy I don't like moment. The word twist. Crazy moment. And then like directly after that they uh, they like they do another crazy moment. They do. And it's too much. Do one crazy moment. No, I didn't Pick hate Pick a crazy that. moment. I didn't hate that. I didn't hate that. Whatever. I thought it was pretty good. There is a guy who does this scream at the end, and it is the scariest thing ever. Men yep. screaming is terrifying. Yep, especially when it's done well, like an unhinged. And it was, like, very unhinged, and he was very sad. Like, I really, like... I bought into it. Yeah, I bought I into like, what they were trying to... This guy just had the worst day of his life, totally. Yeah. Um, but it's very entertaining. It's, you know, it's kind of funny... Because this movie uses a lot of CGI and none of it is particularly good. No, it's all bad, but I didn't care. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like the CGI for like a couple of the sequences was good, but like the very first CGI sequence with the loading dock is like terrible. It's like really, really bad. Yeah. Um, but overall, super entertaining. I um scares and kills though, I'm going to give it a one out of four. I gave it a two out of four just because Hold on, let me read. I said once the monsters are revealed, it's less good. But I like that there were there's a variety. It's not just one thing. There's a variety of things, and I think that's great. Yeah. But I think that knowing that there's a scary mist and something's in the mist is way scarier. Yeah. Than like seeing it. You know what I'm saying? And also being trapped in a grocery store I was just with say. a bunch of religious people sounds like my personal house. I was just so. gonna say, like, so this movie without again, without spoiling too much, this movie dives into like the idea of like how like a religious cult might form in one of these scenarios. Mm-hmm. And it's like and it happens quick. It happens quick. The whole like the it's like two or three days I that think they're it's like just two days. Yeah, I that don't they're think locked it's that up long. in here. Yeah. Um 
but it like I said, it's it's written in a way where for the most part, it's very Jimmy believable. Jimmy says the chats are not appearing on screen, and it's making him upset. They will appear on screen. They're just delayed. Um, it's believable enough the way they write it. There are a couple moments towards the end where I, I thought to myself, if this was in today's world, there'd be more people speaking up because nowadays everyone is obsessed with speaking their mind. Yeah, we're very woke. Um, so back then, I don't know. Like everyone now just thinks that like their opinion really matters. Mm-hmm. And so in the movie, there are moments towards the end where it's like, yeah, maybe everyone would buy in and groupthink would kick in, but... At the same time, I think more people might be speaking up. I would hope so. But that's kind of the point of the movie, right? Yeah, it's definitely like, you know, throwing people. It's a bottle episode. Throwing people in a place and seeing what they do, you know? Yeah. And I think that all I've learned from movies like this were like post-apocalyptic, you know. Yeah. Is that I have a very low will to live. Yeah, like, you do. The yeah. second they were like, oh, hey, this mist is kind of scary. Mm, bye. I would not be there. I would yeah. not stick around. Yeah. I would not hang out. I would immediately be gone. And the fact that anybody would chill is like, okay. Um, so like conceptually a scary idea, yeah. but in terms of a movie, not super scary. Um, there is a sequence about halfway through that is genuinely terrifying body horror. Um, I don't want to spoil it, Wait, but what is it? The spider stuff Oop. gets yes, that is scary. disgustingly scary. And I yes. think that's another thing that this movie has going for it is that they scatter the great moments throughout the film. So it keeps yeah. you interested. Like the second you're kind of like, oh, fuck, I don't want to watch this anymore. Then they'll throw in like, like, hey, an incredible moment. This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so writing and acting, two out of two for me. me. This too. is as good as it gets. Writing and I acting. I said it was written so well, and I really liked everybody. The main um, actor is a nobody I've never heard of before. He's in Scott Pilgrim, so you're wrong. And it, everyone else is like that B-movie no, actor that you've seen. they're all in The Walking Dead. Do you guys know the... Carol from The Walking Dead and that bitch from The Walking Dead. They're both in this movie. And that guy. We love that guy. But it's a lot of like B-movie actors bitch. that like you kind no, of know. that guy is the guy from freaking Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Nine-Nine. I know, but again, none of these are like A-list celebrities. You know what yeah, I mean? They're all like wrong. people that you like kind of know. Um, Ugh, eyebrows, man. His eyebrows were so strong. So total score, 6 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Seven out of ten. You gave it even higher than I did. I gave it higher. I really liked this movie. I really had a fun time. Well, let's take a moment to catch up on chat. Um, The Pissed. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, Miss Dussy. Thank you, Steve. And Hollowist. Thank you, Sam. Um, The Mistress Dank says, Steve. I'm glad you liked it. Stephen King. Who would have known that we're both obsessed with him? Um, Mystic Seven said. Oh, sorry. Um, Mystic Seven said, "My favorite part of the movie was when Stephen King shows up and says, Here's Misty.' Yep, that That's was pretty part. epic. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's room. Oh man, I hate living in Ohio. What the fuck is living in all this mist, killing all my friends and family? Thanks, guys. Very Get insightful. Get um, I gave it a six. You gave it a seven. It was a good movie. I was pleasantly was surprised. I think we both were kind of like meh going into it, but very meh. I heard so many good things from people." And everyone I talked to that had seen the movie was like, you haven't seen that movie? And I was like, okay. It's I be. kept thinking that Mist was the fog, and the fog sucks. We, so. we watched the fog reboot on the last bracket. Really bad. the worst movie we watched and last it, year, I think. Except for that one kill where he, the man just gets fireballed into a skeleton. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I already forgot about that. Um, all right. Well, the next movie is another bit of a throwback. Um, now, this is a movie that... 
most oh, people probably movie. haven't even heard of. And the best part of the movie is a scene that I can't even talk about without spoiling the film. It's not a spoiler because we're going to talk about it because if you haven't seen this movie don't care but there's a there's a photo slash gif from the third act of this movie that will haunt your nightmares and i didn't realize it was from this movie until i watched this but you've seen it i know you've seen it if you were on tumblr if you were a tumblr girly in 2015 through 2018 you've seen this gif and it's fine but it's called the taking of deborah logan from 2014 i want to start i Again, I love possession movies, and this one is filmed like a documentary. Uh, also, TBH, we watched this a while ago, so I had to kind of read a synopsis about you it. You also fell asleep. So it's a little forgettable. I'm not going to lie to you. But, oh, is that why I couldn't remember a lot of it? Because mm-hmm. I fell asleep, you guys. You but, fell asleep. <laughs> shocked. Which is depressing because the end of this movie is the best part. I saw the end. I think I woke you up. Okay. So, anyway, <laughs> it's filmed like documentary style, and they're looking after... Like, this lady, they think she has autism, but actually she's possessed by a snake demon. Which Alzheimer's. Is... What did I say? Autism. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the scariest thing. Aw. I'm sad I said autism? that. Autism? No, I'm talking about this. <laughs> it's because... I demons are scary, right? But what else is scary? Snakes. So put them together, and it's pretty scary. I gave it though for entertainment at two out of four because I slept through it. Okay, this movie is a three out of four for entertainment in my eyes. I love this movie <laughs> a lot. Um, I love found footage type movies. It's not a found footage, but it, like you said, it's like documentary, it's documentary style. Yeah. And this movie is so generic and predictable, but every single aspect of it is perfectly executed. <laughs> Okay. the 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 characters are great and super believable. Wait. Every single scene of the movie, they the the actions that they choose, like the decisions they choose to make, super believable. And that's the best part of a scary movie. This is so funny because I was I was reading the synopsis. I was like, why do I not remember any of this? And I was looking through the cast. I'm like, don't know you, don't know you. I can't believe I fell asleep. That's so funny. It's just this. I think. What makes any good horror movie stand out is when the characters in the movie do things that make sense, when the characters aren't stupid. And this is the prime example of that. And on top of that, I'm going to roll this right into Scares and Kills, which I also gave a three out of four. I gave it a three out of four. Because in the first like half, first two thirds of the movie, the sequences that they choose to make scary are very, very subtle and underdone. Like it'll be a scene of like, like, Oh, I have this footage of her walking around the house in the middle of the night, a trope that we've seen a billion times in every single freaking horror movie. But like the scene that they choose to show of like what she did in the middle of the night is like subtle enough that maybe it could be explained by a skeptic. But also it's like that's actually freaking scary because you know that it's real. Okay, so, and then the third act of this movie, <laughs> I have to rip through this because you're reading chat and you're breaking up. I'm the sorry. third act of this movie is so fucking scary. It's so scary. Oh, my mic is really close to my mouth. I'm really sorry. It is so scary. And that's why I gave it a three out of four because I think not only is it scary, it's dreadful. And it takes you by surprise. Like, yes. I'm, I almost feel bad that we're even telling people that the third act is such a left turn because you might not know it, but it takes this turn but at the end. But that's not going to ruin it. You should still watch this movie. Dude, there's one scene at the end of this movie that will live in your You've head seen rent it. free. Show it. For the, I, no, I refuse. Has seen it. But. I refuse because even if it's you have really seen it, I think seeing it again in the context of the movie. The way I won't say it, 
but it's like obviously there's a subject and then it's like a it's a pan steve knows the gif everybody yeah. knows the gif it's like a slow pan and then the lighting is Boom. perfect and it's there and you're like it takes your eyes a second to realize what's happening and as soon as you do it's like in the pit of your stomach you're like yeah fuck that is scary but, um i love that you made the comparison to the visit because this is the better version of the it visit is. because the it visit is, is except a- there's no rapping sure but just that both movies are trying to do a documentary on old people but the premise of both movies is let's do a documentary on someone that might have alzheimer's and it's kind of scary that they're getting old but then they're actually like evil yes that's like but like this is a possession movie whereas the visit is not and i think that's what makes this movie special the visit could be an autism movie Writing and acting, I gave a one out of two. It's just down the middle. I gave it a one out of two, too, because I... Oh, no, I didn't. Hold on. I'm not even looking at the right thing. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> the chat is I just... Gave, listen, I gave it a one out of two because I said it's kind of forgettable, but it's forgettable because I fucking fell asleep. Did you, did you just, <laughs> it's because if we watch any movie in bed, you fall asleep, period. I know. It doesn't even matter what movie it is. Because I get really cozy. Out. Um, total score seven out of ten. I love this movie. I'd highly recommend it. This is when you tell your final score. Six out of ten. But that feels fake because I obviously don't know this movie. I'm gonna go ahead and catch up on chat. Um, <laughs> Please read Steve's comment because it made me laugh. Uh, Jimmy said, "Which one is the one where the guy kills everyone out of mercy and then everyone gets saved?" No idea. Sam said, "Do they take Deborah Logan?" Maybe. No. Yes, you Steve do. said, "Ah." All time, all timers. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Steve said, "I know the gift. That's good." Jimmy said, "Hey, chat, are you Team Deborah or Team Logan? I'm Team of. Thanks." Um, <laughs> Steve asked, "Is this about losing her virginity?" No, it's not. You're disgusting. So, um, Steve. To wrap it up, next we're going to be going over to the bracket which is going to put taking of Deborah Logan up against the Mist. I feel like I can't vote for which, this. This is an interesting one because like we like both of these movies. Because I picked the Mist, obviously, because I don't really know Deborah Logan. Well, I want your true opinion. I would pick Deborah Logan. And you're going to pick the Mist? Yeah, because I didn't see, I didn't watch Deborah okay, Logan. Okay, that's fine. But now we're, we're at our but, first okay, wait, standstill. Are we, going by, are we going by horror? We're going by your, your score, your number. Uh, that's why we do the numbers. God, sorry guys. Oh, then the mist wins for me. It's the mist seven. wins for you, and Deborah Logan wins for me. Okay, well, I think we should do. Should we fine. do? Should we do <laughs> coin flip or the chat? I don't know if the chat, the chat has sucks, seen both of them. They're not going to vote, so we should do. I don't know if the chat has seen both of them. <laughs> we should do the coin flip. Coin flip. Okay. Um, well, wait. Mystic Seven said, "The mist." So that means I win, I think. Okay. Um, I will let you go ahead and pick. Sam says rock, paper, scissors. This doesn't count. This doesn't count. We're going to do coin flip, and I want you to pick a heads or tails. I don't know. <sighs> Let's do heads. Okay, so heads is going to be the mist. Heads I win, tails you lose. Tails is going to be... The taking mist. of Deborah Logan. Not taking of Deborah Logan. The Mistwits. Go. Flip. 
All right, that's fine. Cause Deborah Logan wins for this round. The Mist is getting knocked out. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. The Mist is a very good movie, and it deserves to go farther. But I guess the taking was very good too. You hate to see it. Hate to see it. Um, that scene in the taking is actually one of the scariest things I've ever seen. So I think that's fine. If you want, when we get towards the end, if we come to a standstill, we could throw it to a vote. I just want to make sure the chat has seen both movies. Which I agree. is always tough to do. It right? is. Yeah. Um. So. With that being said, we have one more movie to talk about before we decide our winner. Mm -hmm. This is a movie that also came out, um, I think, this year. It did come out this year. Um, Now, we saw it a couple months ago when it came out in theaters. But I did not fall asleep during this movie. We both really, really wanted to see this movie because we love the star. Well, not the star, but the villain. We do. Ethan Hawke. We love Ethan. Um, This movie is directed by the same guy that directed Sinister, the winner of last year's bracket. Um, it is a movie called The Black Phone. Very good. The Black Phone is about a uh, a serial killer that poses as a magician, played by Ethan Hawke. Mm. He kidnaps a little boy and shoves him in his basement, and the movie is from the little boy's perspective. But wait, can I tell? When we went to go see this movie... Oh my god, I totally forgot. The screen... First off, every, like it played all of the commercials. We saw Nicole Kidman, and then it went like to black. And it was us and a full theater, and we all sat in complete darkness and silence for probably 20 minutes. Yeah. um, Everybody was just sitting there. A couple people were like, oh, whisper, whisper. Nobody was getting up to go tell somebody that the movie wasn't playing. If you'd like, I could read our story. Okay, yes. Um, Long previews, of course. Finally, the movie is going to start. Previews end, and then it's just a black screen for several minutes. People start laughing and chattering. Finally, I get up out of my seat after several minutes to go find an employee and complain that the movie isn't starting. After I do so, I go back and several more minutes go by in a pitch black packed theater. Packed theater. Okay. And it was so late at night. So late at night. It was a late showing. Eventually, the lights come back on, and now it's just a bunch of people sitting <laughs> in a packed theater at 10.40 p.m. with the lights fully on, okay? A bunch of strangers. And we're seats. all, like, reclined out okay? in the seats. <laughs> and this is, and the movie Showtime is, I think, 10. Yes, it was okay? supposed to so start at 10. Okay, so now it's 10.40, okay? Then the Universal logo, the intro starts. The lights are still on, okay? And, like, two <laughs> seconds of it go in, and then it, like, skips and freezes. Like, it's buffering, Okay. A couple minutes pass after that, and it and the same thing happens. So it's like skip, stutter, and then like pause, skip, stutter. Okay, so pause. Weird. Okay, and then at this point, people are like audibly complaining, like, "What the fuck? Like, what are we gonna do? Do we stay here?" Finally, the lights go back off. The film is still frozen on the Universal logo, and after several minutes, it just hard cuts to the middle of the scene. <laughs> Yeah, we missed probably the first 10 minutes of the movie. Right, yeah, because they just like, like, they were like, oh, we need to sync this back up to where it's supposed to be. And I think very clearly we missed, because like later, much later in the movie, we meet this character that we very obviously have already met, but like we had no idea who it Mm -hmm. was. And then Steve says, little did you know that that was all a part of the movie. That's That's what I I thought too. I was like, oh my God, like this is like an experience, right? No, like AMC was just really fucking up on this one. Sam, we did not get a refund because we have the AMC A-list pass. (laughs) um, So whatever. Um, Anyway, this movie was fine. It was fine. And (sighs) entertainment two out of four. I also gave it a, no, I gave it a three out of four actually, because I think it was really fun and I would die for Ethan Hawke. I think he is such a good actor. He is, but he's underutilized in this film. Yeah, he really is. It's all about the little boy in like a nothing room. So like that was kind of weird. And 
excuse me, the guy from It and also Sinister is in this movie. The cop from Sinister and Eddie from It yeah, yeah. is in this movie. Barely, but he's kind of and the worst he's character. he's so fucking annoying. I yeah. do not like that guy. He's a bad actor. And they kept throwing him in like, ooh, comedic relief. I don't need that in a horror movie. Yeah. I do not need comedic relief in a horror movie. Here's the thing. I like this director. I like Sinister a lot. And... There are spooky elements of this movie, but all in all, it's more of like a thriller about like someone trying to escape from like a room. It is. It's like a, if you've it's ever like seen a, one of those it's movies, a true where, crime documentary. <laughs> yeah, it, but if you've ever seen like um, like Cloverfield Lane, no. you know where it's like a movie about like someone just trying to escape, right? There's a lot of scenes of that, like a person in a room. It is. And then they introduce like some like kind of magical elements that didn't work for me at all, mm-hmm. and like all of the stuff with the sister and her visions. Okay didn't work at all i say it i jumping ahead to writing production i only gave it a one because the sister is the best child actor i've ever seen in my life she was so good i loved her and then for scares and kills two out of four i gave it a one out of four because i didn't think it was scary the scariest part is there's this this is a minor spoiler i guess there's a scene of ethan hawk sitting shirtless on like just a chair and he's wearing his scary mask and he's just breathing so heavy and you know he's like amping up to like kill or diddle this kid and uh-huh. like that's really scary yeah the whole movie is basically like it's, it's ethan it. hawk in a kill or diddle this yeah, kid that's the yucky. whole movie every single time he comes down to like visit the kid he's got this terrifying mask on which splits into two different sections yeah and the mask evolves throughout the movie and it's the cool. best part of the whole movie yes. like the reason i gave this a two out of four is because ethan hawk is so freaking amazing and his and the horror design around his mask and stuff is the really mask cool is really but cool. like really the scariest part of the movie is just trying to decide whether he's gonna kill or diddle this kid or both am i gonna see kid diddling and no but it's scary it's okay and writing and acting i gave a one out of two really just for ethan hawk i love ethan hawk no that girl was so good she was like that fine no the girl actor was really really good it's listen this movie is worth seeing but i would not pay for it no no not at all it's pretty pretty yeah it is it's like a weird mix between like Coraline and just like your average kid. I just, movie. the psychic elements really didn't work I for me. The magicals. The well, with the sister and with the phone. Like all of like the magical, oh, yeah. mystical. The, whole movie, the title of the movie. Yeah, like all of like the mystical elements of this movie didn't work for me and they really just felt like a cop out to move the survival plotline along because like every single time the kid was stuck, it was like the phone would ring and it's like, Which is okay, Coraline you're just vibes. riding your way out of this movie. Yeah, that's okay. Every horror movie ever, Tyler. All right, well, five out of ten. I didn't add it up. Three, four, five out of ten. Look at that. We agree. Um, let's take a moment to catch up with the chat. Um, what do we have here? Mystic Seven said, my boss said this was a good movie. Sam said, Coraline freaked me out as a kid. I didn't see it until like Coraline freaks me out to this day mystic seven said the misting of the black phone i still don't know who you are mystic seven i love that you're here though we love that yeah thank you for joining um well with that being said we are going to move over to our bracket and talk about um oh oh no we are going to be putting the black phone up against the taking of deborah logan now if we were to go this is the last movie that we have to go by numbers so, going by the numbers, what would be your winner? Well, here's the tea. 
it's taking of Deborah, but I don't actually know that. I think I was faking because I was like, I don't remember this, but that's okay. Okay. Well, like so. I said, this is the last one. We have to go by numbers. Okay. Taking of Deborah Logan is going to take it for this for this <laughs> section. Can we take a short break? We will. Oh. So when we come back from our break, we're going to be finishing up the bracket. We have made it to the quarterfinals. To recap, these are the movies in the quarterfinals. We have Black Swan versus Smile. Interesting. We have Taking of Deborah Logan against Nightmare on Elm Street. Interesting. We have Saw versus Barbarian. And we have Nope <gasps> versus Dr. Sleep. Oh, no. I know. That's a good one. We've got a good bracket. We're going to take a short intermission Very just short, to use like the restroom, get a drink. I hope you guys do the same. We will be right back. Please don't go anywhere. We'll see you very soon. Um, well. How was your break? My break was great. I pretty much just sat here. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, we are nearing the end of our October horror bracket. It's pretty sad to think that October and Halloween has come and gone so fast yeah it's one of our favorite times of year but with that being said um i hope that whoever is in this chat right now if you haven't watched one of these movies yet that are on this bracket Mm -hmm. please watch the winner whatever the winner is i urge you before the month is over maybe it's sunday after you're recovering from your party you watch a movie that is spooky Mm -hmm. you owe it to yourself or monday monday's halloween when little people are ding dong trick or treat it's very true you can ignore it because you're watching a cool movie well without further ado let's go ahead and start knocking out these brackets characters uh first up we have black swan versus smile now okay first we have to talk yeah horror oh steve thank you for saying that i really want wendell and wild drop today we'll watch that later we would love to watch that anyway because Black Swan, jumping right into the bracket, I don't know how I feel about that being a horror movie. Whereas okay. Smile is as run-of-the-mill horror as it gets. But maybe you don't want a run-of-the-mill horror. Maybe you want like a different type of horror. For me, I'm leaning more towards Smile, I think. Because I think that truly fits as a horror movie. Hmm... And whereas Black Swan felt more psychological thriller. I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Now, we attempt to build these brackets and to build our rating criteria in a way that gives every movie a chance to shine. But we're not going by Which is why writing and acting, we typically only give a score out of two. Correct. I like to think that our system balances things pretty well. I think it does. I understand what you're saying regarding vibes. Which is why I have a difficult time approaching this as well. Mm-hmm. With that being said, it, it would I loved Black Swan so much this time around, and I do think that there's enough horrifying elements to qualify it as a horror movie. I don't know if I, so that's what you're voting for. I am gonna vote for Black Swan. And I'm leaning more towards Smile, truthfully, because I really feel like Smile embodies Halloween. Halloween. And October and scary. So I really am going on. I'm going on vibes. That's why like trick or treat made it so far last year. Because like mm. it does not get more Halloween than trick or treat. And I feel like smile was scary. It was horror. That's Whereas Black Swan was scary, but it wasn't like scary. You know. That is interesting. Yeah, but you haven't swayed me. 
I still have to go with Black Swan. Okay, I disagree. So I'm going Smile. Damn, this is tough. Because because already. <laughs> already on the first one, I understand I what you're Swan saying. Black Swan is a great movie, and I think I probably rated Black Swan higher than I've rated Smile. But I think when it goes through like horror and how I felt like watching these, Jimmy also voted for Smile. So. Well, Jimmy also likes Malignant, so. Don't what? Out his Don't what? Like that. Don't blast his thought flaws. Shipley hasn't seen either. Thanks for your help, <laughs> Sam. Because <laughs> listen, if we're going by... Obviously, Black Swan's a better movie, okay? But obviously. I don't think it's... <laughs> you don't think it's a Halloween movie? I don't think it's a horror movie. I think it's a psychological thriller. Mm. Because where's horror at in the genre? Last! And if you go to Smile, it's first. Fine. Yeah, thank you. On this one, I understand your argument, mm -hmm. and I 1,000 believe that Black Swan is the better movie. I, and I... It's a great a movie. Number. Black Swan was phenomenal. I almost gave it a 9 out of 10 on my rewatch. I really yeah. thought it was fantastic. And that's why I'm struggling here is because I think I read I think I discovered this year how much I appreciate this movie. But I understand that it's not It's not horror. It's psychological it just, thriller. I think also I didn't like Smile all that much, and that's what's also making this tough for me, is because if it was up against like any other DC, like if this was Nightmare on Elm Street, I'd give it to Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. But it's not. It's Smile. And I really didn't think Smile was all that interesting. But we're not asking you what you thought was interesting. You're asking for the best horror movie. We'll give it to Smile. That makes me smile. You know what? Flink, <laughs> coin flip. No! Pick pick one. Heads. Heads for smile. Yep. Thank you. Don't even have to say what Tails was for. So, next. <laughs> smile Woo! takes it, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, what a shame, huh? No. I don't think that was a shame. Yeah, I mean, listen, a lot of people like the movie, so I can't I can't hate on it too hard. I think it was good. Um, the chat they doesn't really have anything to say. Really doesn't have anything to say about either of these movies. So um, next up, we're going to be talking about the taking of Deborah Logan versus Nightmare on Elm this Street. This one is obvious to me. Now, just looking at scores. We're not going by scores. But we can. You're allowed to use them. You can use whatever you'd You're like. You're allowed to use them. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Deborah Logan, I gave a seven. Nightmare on Elm Street, I also gave a seven. I'm going Nightmare on Elm Street for the exact same reason why I went for a smile. Taking of Deborah. Oh. No, because Nightmare on Elm You fell asleep during both. Uh, okay, but I. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm a sleepy girl, okay? I wake up early. I think, though, I've seen Nightmare on Elm all the way through, and I think, oh, Steve said Deborah, and I haven't even seen it. And Jimmy also said Deborah. <gasps> That's weird. I'm going to actually, I'm actually with you, though. I think Nightmare on Elm Street is the better movie. I do, too. It's such a classic, and Freddy is the best of the slasher kings, and I think that it's just a really good movie. Steve said Elm Street mid. Listen. I do not agree. Listen. 
almost every horror movie is mids. Okay. Based. We're not talking about mids here. We're talking about best of the mids. Okay. The best of the worst. Taking of Deborah Logan is also mids. None of these movies are are phenomenal. Okay. Nightmare on Elm Street gets a bad rap because it's old. It's really cliche. And I think when you know the ending of the movie and you know the plot of the movie, it changes your perception of it. Yeah. But you got to take a step back and remember that, like, it's one of the most innovative, crazy horror villain, horror icons of all time. Yeah. And Deborah Logan is a movie that, like, came and went and, like, didn't really matter. And, like, except for that one scene. Yeah. And so, all in all, I think. You know, Deborah Logan is a more modern, more interesting movie because of that. But Nightmare on Elm Street is my winner for this. That's what mine is too. No, Jimmy said it's called the chat. The chat is is throwing. Jimmy said it's called Nightmare because I'm sleeping through the whole movie. And you know what? Freddy would kill your ass, bro. Um. Damn. As an icon. Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah, it deserves to take it. I don't think it deserves to make it much further. Spoiler alert, but. But it's against Smile. God, that's depressing. <laughs> that's going to make it really far. They're throwing tomatoes at us. They're throwing, but they're just, just, no. Well, do you want to throw it out to a coin flip with the chat? Or do you want to stick with our... No, I'm not going to be persuaded. Okay. Well, the next one is an interesting no, one. Oh, my God. The next bracket oh, is no. Saw versus Barbarian. Now, if we're going by the numbers, I gave Saw a seven. And I gave Barbarian a nine. Now, for those in the chat who have been with us for a while, this you'll know really hard. You'll know that Saw is a movie that we it's near and dear we to love in this hearts. household. Okay, it's our favorite. We will binge this series next year. I guarantee you, we'll binge all nine movies. Okay. Yeah. We skipped a year because we did it last year, but I'm telling you, we love the Saw we movies love in this the household. Saw movies. Probably okay? a gross amount. It's kind of gross how much we like these movies. With that being said, I'm like truly upset right with now. With that being said. I think Barbarian is it an easy contender for one of my favorite horror movies. Bro, that I literally was like, as much as I would give my entire life to Saw, I think I'm voting for Barbarian. <laughs> my vote is also going to Barbarian. Oh my god! Because Barbarian was such Where an interesting, fresh take. I just have to stand up to really because he's throwing Saw this right one off. now. Tyler's okay. walking this one off. Barbarian was such a fresh, unique take. Oh god, it was really freaking good. G Rose jump scare. <laughs> Steve said, "Grow, gross going Blair Witch mode." Um, <laughs> it's barbarian. It's barbarian. And for those of you that know us and know this podcast, know how huge it is for us to be picking anything over Saw, let alone a new I horror movie. Dead ass was like, "Saw's going all the way. Why are we even doing this? Saw's going all the way." But um, Saw stops here. Barbarian was a good movie. Barbarian is a good it. movie, and if you haven't seen it, you need to go see it right now. And I'd recommend checking it out before you read reviews and such. Don't read anything about it. Just watch it right now. Steve said The Taking of Gustin Rose, and I think that's my favorite thing I've ever heard in my life. I would watch that movie right now. Well, F's in the chat for Saw. F's in the chat for Saw, truly. But Barbarian is very good. Now, next up, we have an interesting matchup because both of these movies kind of ride the line I'm between... Excuse me. Both of these movies kind of ride the line between horror and other genres, right? They're drama. both kind it's of horror and drama. Right. They're both kind of a combination of these different things. If we're going by the numbers, I gave Nope a nine and I gave Doctor Sleep a eight. 
Do you want to know my numbers? I think I gave Nope a 10. I was not prepared if you want to talk. Now, in the context of a horror bracket, and if we're going by vibes... Ah, oh, that's tough. It's hard. Um, because... I gave Nope a 10 out of 10, and I gave Doctor Sleep... Because neither of these movies are, like, eight out of overly scary, right? No, I think Nope is scary. Nope has better horror design, which is why I also agree yeah, with you. I, I would think give it to the, Nope. The monkey scene. Thank you, Steve, for bringing that up. The, the monkey, monkey scene is the lamest part of the movie. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, no one cares about the monkey scene. Can you not do that? In the digestive scene, digestion scene, and the scene where it's just raining on the house—that is terrifying. Doctor Sleep has maybe a and the cloud. Scary movie. The cloud doesn't move. And the sounds. And the sounds. The, the horses. The horror design in Nope Bro, is a plus even the very first it's moment with the dad, the dad in the quarter. Yeah. Like everything was really scary, and it it'd be a crime to not. I agree with you, which is why Nope is gonna take it. Uh, nope beat out some really nope, good contenders nope here. Nope in Barbarian, bro. I know Holy we're not there shit. yet. Well, we are up to our semifinals. I'm scared. Next up, we have Smile versus Nightmare on Elm Street. This is Battle of the Mids. It is Battle of the Mids, but I would give it again to Nightmare on Elm. I would do Nightmare on Elm. Just because it's such an iconic horror. Wait a minute. If we're going by the numbers, for me, it's also Nightmare on Elm. I think I would easily give it to Nightmare on Elm, but the last 15 minutes with Smile beat out Nightmare on Elm. But is that enough? Personally... I have a soft spot for slashers. I've learned this in the past few slashers. years. I think that every slasher is like kind of whatever. The story is kind of boring. They're all kind of predictable. Mm -hmm. But this Nightmare on Elm Street is paced really well. And there's something nostalgic about it. Probably because I watched it when I was way too young. And it... Mm -hmm. If it was any, if any other modern horror was against Nightmare on Elm, I'd probably give it to the modern horror. But I really didn't care about Smile. But the ending of Smile is really good, and the ending of Nightmare on Elm sucks. The ending of Nightmare on Elm is really weird. It's I not agree good. with you there. It's, it's a, a really very strange, bad ending. bad ending. I will give you that. Except I love when the mom gets like sucked through the door. That is a crazy effect That's that hilarious. they do. Um, for me, it's Nightmare on Elm. These are both mids movies, and I think that most people would enjoy Smile more simply because it's paced better it and it's a modern better. horror movie. But for me, it's Nightmare on Elm. I'm, I don't know. I don't love either of them. Like, what if we I were going to sit down on a Halloween evening and, like, pick a horror movie, I would not go to either of these. Like, neither no, of these would I be would my neither. pick. I would neither. Okay, I gave Night Round Elm a 7, and I gave Smile a 5. So that means I liked Night Round Elm. But I hate the main character of Night Round Elm. I fucking hate Nancy, and I really liked the main character on Smile. And I hate the ending of Night... I think I'm going Smile. Are you? I think I am. I think I've talked myself into Smile. You've talked yourself into Smile. I think I have. So now, now we have to decide if we're doing coin flip or chat vote. I think if we throw it to the chat, they're just going to throw more tomatoes at Nightmare and Elm, and I don't think it's going to be a fair vote. I think they're going to hate vote against Nightmare Jimmy and Elm. Jimmy just Street. said, I'm just rooting against Nightmare. So, so that worries me. Okay, I so don't feel that it would be a true democracy. Chat, but wait, boys and chat, 
do we want heads or tails for nightmare well okay here's the problem here's here's the problem here's the problem no one in chat has seen smile boys in chat do we want heads or tails for smile I'm just asking for heads or tails. I'm not asking if they've seen the movie. That's fair. Yeah. I'm not asking I'm a, for a synopsis. Yeah. They can pick heads or tails for smile. Heads or tails, friends. Heads for smile because that's where the mouth is. Oh, how do you argue with that, bro? Is that your final pick? Yeah, we're going heads. Jimmy said he loves smile. <laughs> he never saw it. Flip it. Flip. Heads of smile. Come on, boys. Come on, boys. Come on, boys. Woo! Wow, that is so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> that is so depressing. Let's go. Thanks, Jimmy. I like the part where they smile. <laughs> they do smile. Okay, this next one makes my tummy hurt. Barbarian versus nope. I both of these are ranked both outside like and inside S-tier this horror movies. bracket. I'd give these both. These both are the same level of quality even if we're looking at like because you know we do our special little rating system for the bracket Mm -hmm. even outside of that i would say these are both great movies like eight out of ten yeah i would love to watch either of these right now so i really don't know which of these i prefer i don't either in my gut i almost feel like barbarian is the more horror driven film because it is right because nope is a movie jordan peele does this thing where he takes horror and he blends it with comedy and he blends it with mystery and he blends it with all these other genres whereas barbarian is more like a straightforward horror movie yes but barbarian has a fair amount of kind of cheesy moments yeah i i don't i don't don't prefer like the 50s flashbacks there's like in this the ending kind of sucks The ending gets so... It's, like, comedic at the end, and I don't like that. Whereas Nope Nope takes itself seriously throughout. comedic moments, but, like, it's also... I think I'm going Nope. But that first kill in Barbarian is the best kill I've seen in probably five years. Okay, but... All of the kills in Nope are, like, the best kills I've seen in, like, five years. I think I'm going Nope because Nope is just so different, so unique. And Barbarian is like nothing that we like haven't seen before. I think I'm going Nope. Like hesitantly. Like I love Barbarian with all my heart. It's a really tough pick. It's really hard. Because both of these are really, really good movies. But I think like, you know, there's like the monkey shit and I'm really scared of monkeys and like all of that. I think Nope is like the winner. And like the acting in Nope... Like, the acting in Barbarian was, like, good and fine and, like, very believable. But the acting in Nope was, like, 10 out of 10. Yeah. No, you're right. Like, I would love Palmer to watch both it. of these back. Me too. But we can't. And I really have nothing to go off of besides my ratings, which are equal. And so I really feel like both of these deserve they to win. They do both deserve to win. Because I think both of them are incredible new horror movies. And that is That's so, so beautiful rare. to say. 2022, thank you for these two movies. Because they're both so good. But I'm going nope. I'm like, lock it in, final answer. Nope. But I still love you, Barbarian. I think I'm going with you. Nope was just too good. Just because... Because both of them have great horror, then I have to go to the other elements. 
And Nope is a movie that elevates itself with the other things. And? With the cinematography, with the acting. Those other things I usually wouldn't really care about when we're talking about a horror bracket. But because they're equal in horror, I have to go to those other things. And I would watch Nope, like, every single year. Barbarian, like, I could watch a couple more times. And then I feel like I'd be like, okay. Mm. Because, like, the best part about Barbarian is, like, you don't know what's happening The twists and the surprises. And I think when you know what's coming, it might not be as good. I don't know if it's going to be as good. Whereas Nope, like... I know everything that happens and like, I don't care. <laughs> like, and it also kind of like invites you to rewatch it because of it how scattered the themes and, are. Like pick other things out. Notice little thing. I think it's Nope. I think Nope is such a good movie. Jordan Peele, man. Well, with that being said, Oh God, I wonder what's going to win. <laughs> our final bracket is smile versus Nope. It's an easy dub for me. Yeah. But before we kick it off to the easy dub, I want to go ahead and ask chat who they would think is the winner is it going to be smile if you could decide would it be smile or would it be nope go ahead and hit into the chat pick your personal winner i know some of you have some strong opinions i know most of you don't jimmy says he wishes that evil dead won i'm sorry that it didn't go further hey jimmy let it go let it go jimmy i i am very excited to watch evil dead too i'll say that um so far, we have one vote in the chat, and it is for Nope. I'm going to give this another 30 seconds before we call it. I'm going to come back curious. to what you said. I don't want to watch Evil Dead 2 because there should not be a sequel to Evil Dead. And I stand by that so firmly, dude. I, I want to watch it, though. You don't? You don't no, care about because it there should not be a sequel. End of story. But they remake it. It's a remake. I don't care. It shouldn't happen. If you want to watch it, we can watch it, but. Well, um, the chat is in agreement with what we are about to say, which is the winner of October 2022 horror bracket is definitively nope. I don't know why it didn't kick it into the, but it's nope. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Market is complete to finalize the bracket. It didn't. Well, um, it was a blast, everyone. I really, really hope that you enjoyed this journey with us. If you haven't seen Nope, go ahead and check it out. If you don't want to pay for a rental, but you have HBO Max, go check out Barbarian, because I'm pretty sure it's streaming free. Please go check it out. And it's just as good as Nope. I would highly recommend checking out either of these films if you haven't seen them. Um, Again, thank you for watching. Feel free to like. Feel free to subscribe. I hope you guys do something fun for Halloween. I hope that tonight you watch a scary movie. It doesn't have to be a part of the bracket, but it'd be cool if it was. And uh, we're about to go carve some pumpkins. So anything you want to say? No, I just had a lot of fun and I'm excited to see how we switch it up next year. Yeah. Next year we'll do it again. I'm not sure how many movies or how we'll do it. We've tossed around doing 31 again. 31 was a lot. This was more manageable because we spread it out over several months and it was only like 22 films, but um, who knows if we can, if we can pick 31 movies, then maybe. Yeah. But I think it'll be hard to beat 2022's horror movies. Like I think 2022's horror movies are going to be horror movies that are going to stick around for a while. And I think that's really exciting. We haven't had that in a minute. It is. Um, well, again, thank you so much for watching. I hope you tune in to the next episode of Movies with G-Rose and stay spooky. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye.